0: Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon.
1: Welcome to a joint episode of the Unstoppable CEO Podcast and the Advisor Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. I'm here with my co-host on the Advisor Inner Circle Podcast, John
0: H. Curry. John, good to see you. Welcome. Good to see you, Steve. Glad to be with you.
1: All right, folks, we're doing this as a little bit of an experiment. We're doing uh, video for the first time on one of these joint episodes. Um, and so, if you're listening to this um, and you want to actually see our faces, uh, then you can go. Um, you can go to YouTube. Why and would do they that. want to do that? <laughs> well, I was just thinking, John. You know, so today our topic is fear, and if they go to YouTube and watch the video, that might actually induce some fear. So, it might be counterproductive for what we're trying to do here. But well, uh, the two of
0: us do have a face for radio.
1: That's right. That's right. So. <laughs> Folks, today we're going to talk about the topic of fear. And, you know, we're recording this midsummer summer in, uh, in 2020 at a time when, um, I mean, the world just seems to be gripped in fear, John, at all kind of levels. I mean, you know, normally we're speaking with business owners, but I think every, every part of society is feeling it right now. And so, so I think it's a, a time, a good time to have the conversation. What are you seeing?
0: Well... Uh, literally every day that I'm seeing clients, I'm hearing people talk about their fears. They're talking about, I'm worried about the stock market. Is it going to come back? Uh, is it going to crash? Um, I'm worried about it, how low interest rates are. I'm worried about my job. I'm worried about getting sick. I'm fearful. It seems like we have become afraid of everything. And I like to ask this question. Five times you just had five interviews, either face to, uh, three face-to-face, two on phone. What are you afraid of? What can you do about it? Why don't we do this? Why don't we identify the real fears you have and then have a game plan for attacking the things that are real and the things that aren't real, why don't we just flush them down the toilet and quit thinking about it and quit talking about it and quit listening to other people talk about it on the TV? And they're like, that sounds too simple. Yeah, isn't that great? It is simple. Question is, will you act?
1: Yeah and I think that's that that's the key. I mean the back in uh in two thousand seven, eight, nine. during that time when when the economy kind of went off the rails. It was a, a fairly difficult time economically for me. Yes. Um and as you know, um you know, fear played a big part in that and I'll never forget I read I read a book by Napoleon Hill which had been published around that time. Um, published long after he died, called "Outwitting the Devil," and the book Hill wrote the book as an interview where he's interviewing Satan as if Satan was a person who was sitting in a in a, a comfortable leather chair in the room with with Hill and Hill's interviewing. You know the, the way that this thing is written, it's it's written as if Hill's interviewing him and asking, "Well, what are all of the ways that you go around the world tripping people up and causing mayhem and and all of this?" and and in one part of the book, you know, Satan starts taking off all of the ways that, that he messes with people. And his, and he said, well, you know, my number one tool is just to sow fear. And, you know, if I can do that, then I can, I can pretty much control a population, you know, it really rung very true for me then. Cause I was in a place where I was personally, you know, fearful of my financial future. And, um, and, you know, and and why that I think is relevant right now is that uh, I went to work on ridding the fear from my mind, and it made all the difference in the world. And most of it wasn't real. And I know you have an acronym for fear, and I want to talk about that a little bit. So will you walk us through your your fear acronym?
0: I will, and I can't take credit for it, but I don't also don't remember when I first learned this. But it, the the F stands for <laughs> false. Well, I just go to false evidence appearing real. Some people say false education appearing real, but I like evidence because uh, I would like to think in the world of like in uh, a courtroom setting. Where's your evidence? Show me the evidence. So false evidence appearing real, and that's what most people uh, think about fear have been taught, or if they've given any thought at all. I,
1: I like. The way that that kind of breaks things down, you know, because it makes you then ask some questions, you know, so when we're presented with something that that creates the feeling of fear, if you use that acronym, well, the first thing you have to ask is, is this true or not?
0: Correct. False. Is it false or is it true?
1: Right. Well, which leads you to the next piece, E, evidence. Is there evidence that it's true? Yes. And is there evidence that it's not true? Is, is there evidence supporting the fact that it's false? Um, I'll tell you, these days, it's pretty hard to find any evidence. But if if you look hard enough and piece it together from <laughs> enough sources, you can find some evidence. It just requires some work. I, you know, I think it it forces you to ask those questions, which is one of the reasons I like it. And I think that's really useful right now. I think one of the things that we're all struck with, John, is that we're presented with over the last four or five months, just dr- dramatic changes in all areas of life, health, society, business—you know—we're all faced with with these dramatic changes, and 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 I think anytime you have rapid change, human beings naturally become fearful about what's coming next because we don't know, and we and and we know enough to know we can't control it.
0: Absolutely. Last night, uh, the Sunrise Rotary Club, of which I'm a member. Uh, We had a past president's meeting. We do this every year where we normally have dinner and the past presidents are giving words of wisdom, little nuggets of wisdom to the incoming president. And we're talking to a person last night, 19 of us uh, could make it last night. But we're telling the new incoming president, Don, you have got a tiger by the tail because we can't physically meet. We're doing it by Zoom. So we've already lost a lot of attendance. I haven't made all of them myself. So yeah, you. you it upsets everything. And, but I want to go back to something you said earlier. I, I was with you when you were going through some of those tough times. And I remember some of the conversations we had and the things that you were so focused on was how do I, how do I get myself out of this syndrome of being fearful and seek some positive energy and ideas. You even had me uh, question your answers a few times on stuff. And that was fun doing that because we both learned from it. But in, in a few minutes, I want to talk about a different way of using the same word fear to overcome fear. So a little teaser, we'll come back to that in a few minutes, but how do you take the same word fear and apply different words to it and work through the fears, especially if they're real fears it
1: seems as though everything that happens in the world these days is an existential threat, Um, you know, meaning that it is going to erase our existence. Okay. And, you know, when we step back rationally and calmly look at it, the truth is there's very, there are very few things that really represent that. Okay, even this virus that's going around isn't going to kill everybody on the planet, so it's not an existential threat. Uh, Certainly going to kill some people, um, but so is driving a car to the store. And I mean, there are a lot of things that that create death. I'm not minimizing the impact of the virus at all, but I think you know there are there are things that have much have had much bigger impact on on the health and well being of of human beings on the planet over the course of history than what this has presented so far. That doesn't minimize it at all, but I think, you know, you've got to be able to step back and go, okay, what, what's the real and, and, uh, realistic risk here and, and sort of begin to evaluate it, whether it's from the virus or anything else. And that's one of the things that I went through in, in 08, 09. And one of the things that you said to me back then, I think was really helpful. And I've repeated this a lot is that at one point I was just like, just down in the dumps. I was depressed. I was um, and I was really fearful, and he, and you said to me, and I'll never forget this. You said, "What what are you worried about? Let's think about this for a minute. Like, what's the worst that can happen? They can't they can't eat you."
0: So what I you said, know? I remember that. I knew where you were going as soon as you said that.
1: Yeah, um, and you listed all the things that they could do, and and then you got to, them and they can't come and eat you. And and when you stop and think about it, most of the things that were all looking at as threats that are creating fear right now, you know, and our brain naturally goes there. It's designed to protect us, but, but it can go haywire when it goes haywire. It can allow you to be controlled by people outside of you that don't have your best interests at at heart. It can allow you to be controlled by the worst part of yourself. That's actually to me, the more dangerous thing is that, you know, inside of us, you know, there, there is within every human being, there's the potential for great evil, right? That's Mm -hmm. right that's how we get all of the, the great human to human calamities that, that we all know of throughout the century, right? Yeah. It's otherwise reasonable human beings, you know, are generally driven by fear and because of the fear and their, their desire to survive, they will do unspeakable things to other people in, you know, in the, the, the false belief that it's gonna lead them through survival um and maybe we're going down a rabbit hole maybe that maybe that's getting too deep maybe that maybe we're off the rails with that but i actually think it's important to understand what really drives this stuff because what i found going through that that difficult time you know almost 8 years ago now was that the fear that i was feeling was really it was so it got to be so deeply rooted in my psyche and it was so kind of visceral that it's not a trivial thing to try and overcome it, you know? And you have to be very conscious about where it's taking you. And it will take you to a very difficult and dark place if you're not careful. Um and so when you, you know, when you told me that, that I, I look back at that particular statement as a bit of a turning point in my thinking because I was struggling with this. And you kind of when you when you told me that, it gave me sort of a a fixed point to focus on. Like No matter how bad it gets, it's not going to go below that level. And the truth of the matter is, because you gave me that fixed point to focus on, and I want to talk about focus in a minute, because you gave me that fixed point to focus on of like, it can't get any worse than this. It also gave me some bedrock to stand on. So instead of free falling in fear, I was now standing at a place where I couldn't go any lower than that. And now I could start now... Evaluating. Okay, well, if I can't go any lower than that, what about here? And then I go, well, you know, probably won't get any worse than that. So what about here? Okay, it probably won't get any worse than that. And I started climbing up mentally out of that. And little by little, I started getting out of fear and actually gaining confidence that there was a path forward and a future. And I think, you know, what what fear is is really meant to do to you, particularly when it uh, when it is impacting so many people over so many parts of, of your life, it's meant to take away all of your hope.
0: And some people use fear intentionally, like you're talking about the book, Outwitting the Devil. I, I think that's one of the best books uh, Hill wrote. It definitely applies today. Uh, but the, there are some people who will use fear, that will use scare tactics to control us. Okay, it's, it's a fact. You know, do a little bit of homework on and study it, and you'll see that politicians use it, corporate America uses it, ads use it on TV all the time, you know. So the thing that I would look at is this. I like to ask myself this question. I do it every time I'm about to make a big decision. Uh, I remember the first time we bought a house. I'm like, okay, uh, big payment based on the income I was making at the time. I always like to ask this question. What is the worst possible thing that could happen? So if you and I were making a business decision, I said, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen to us? Well, we lose all of our money. Okay. What else? Well, we lose all of our money and they put a lien against us. So if we ever get any more money, they can get that. What else? And we just keep going. What else? What else? What else? else? We list it all. And you look at the list, you go, what the hell is the likelihood of all that? happening? Slim and none. Okay. Then let's do it. What's the likelihood of it happening? Well, half of it could happen. Ooh, let's 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 cross off the things that are not likely. Everything that's likely to happen, let's now have a game plan for it. And if we feel comfortable with that, then move forward. If not, don't do it. Walk away. Have the courage to walk away. But I'm gonna tell you something that popped in my head earlier. That I had not thought about in years. When you were talking about um, the bedrock, okay, you root re- you fall to a certain level. I thought about when I was doing kickboxing in Thailand. I was getting my ass thoroughly kicked one night, <laughs> five round match. And I, we're in the third round. This guy is whipping me thoroughly, thoroughly. And I knew it. And I had this panic. I got this fear of panic and I'm like, okay, this guy is going to kill me. And he was beating me up and I was retreating, retreating, retreating. And finally I had enough of it. And when I got my back against the ropes in the corner, I said, okay, it is time to come out of this damn corner. And when I came out, I came out and I knocked him out. Okay. But we all are going to experience, we all have experienced. Okay. Even as little kids, we experienced something that's fearful. And then at some point we got that enough. I remember in in high school, uh, it was a, I won't use the name, uh, a guy that was a bully. Uh, would beat up on us all the time and wanted to have enough of it. And I went looking for him and I knew I'd get in trouble. But I went looking for him and I put a whipping on him and no more bullying. And then word got around like, damn, you know, uh, John Curry, he's not he's a little milquetoast after all. What's going on here? You know, different attitude. So you reach a point, we all have a breaking point. And I, I'm the kind of person, you know me, I'm the kind of guy on the planet. You back me in a corner, you've got something to deal with. I'll walk away, I'll run away, I'll crawl away. But once I commit, I'm coming hard. And that's what pops in my head when you're talking about that. We all, you'll reach a point of where you say, enough. And you'll either give up or you'll fight through it and get through it. And that's the stuff that, that when we get around talking about the solution and how to deal with fear, that's, that's the key. That's the key.
1: And I think, you know, right now with what we're dealing with, you mentioned that there are people out there that are trying to use fear to to control, and I, I think that's that's undoubtedly the case um, for those who are sitting there trying to figure out our our politics. I don't think it's limited to one particular political side or the other. Um, as I observe them, I think they're both trying to exert exert control for their their own gain, um, and I and I don't think that's new or unique either. I think that's, that's probably just sort of the, the way history has gone. Um, you know, so it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily alarm me, but I do think you need to be aware of it. And one of the things that I've observed is that, that there are an awful lot of people who, who are feeding off of that right now. And it's driving them, literally it's driving them insane and it's sad to watch. Um, and, um, you know, I've seen, family relationships break down over it. And I've seen, uh, you know, friendships break down over it. And I think it has less to do with the particular politics than it does with the fear, you know? And so what, what often happens with fear is that, you know, when it's used to control it, the idea is that we're going to take a bunch of people and make them afraid of another group of people. And then we're going to pull them over in this area you know, we're going to sort of corral them here where, where they can be controlled to our advantage. Okay. And you see that over large swaths of human history across the globe. This is not an American phenomenon by any stretch of the imagination, and it is not new. Right, And I, I think one of the things I want folks who, who watch this to, to kind of take away is the, the way that you get Yourself out of that is is to disconnect a little bit, and to create space between it. Going back to this idea of of your of your acronym that you shared with us, false evidence appearing real. When you can disconnect from from all of that, um, first of all, your life's going to be better. Um, I'll tell you, I went so I, this all this stuff. You know, the, the pandemic happened, and I kind of became a news junkie um, for a little while. Yes, you did. <laughs> you know, and to the point that. Um, it was it was starting to really affect my thinking and uh, I was becoming a little bit depressed. And so I stopped completely watching all of it. And um, even some podcasts that that are a little more cor- current affairs, you know related, I stopped listening to. And uh, I actually replaced it, John with uh, I started listening to audiobooks more. So I filled up that time with audiobooks and uh, right. there are a couple of newspapers that I feel, aren't playing that game at least to the extent that the others are and and i read those just to keep a a lid on what's you know what's happening (laughs) but i went cold turkey on all of that and it took about a week and a half and man i felt dramatically better yes my outlook on the world was better Um, you know that here where where we live the 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 development we live in is a, a conservation development so we've got about 500 acres of conservation land and about seven miles of nature trails. And so I'd take these long, you know, my wife and I would go on these long four mile walks through the, the, the trails. And I started noticing something, you know, there's all this fear going around in the world. All the, all the humans are whipped into a frenzy right now, right across the planet. It seems. I started looking, John, and you know what? The trees don't care. That's right. The tree, you know what the trees are doing? <laughs>
0: They're growing. They're absorbing the sun and the water.
1: (laughs) Life life for a tree is exactly the way it was right now as it was six months ago, a year ago, a decade ago. Okay. We have these cool little animals um, here where we live. They're they're not very common anymore called fox squirrels, Sherman fox squirrels. And they're like giant squirrels. They're about, you know, (laughs) twice as big as a regular squirrel. Um, They don't care that coronavirus is happening they don't care that politically you know we're all at each other's throats they're not afraid of anything other than maybe the the giant screech owl that likes to sit in the top of the trees and you know come you know find a little fox squirrel dinner sometimes so you know it occurred to me that all of this stuff in the natural world is going on just as it ever did and You know, here we are so focused on all of these things that are very temporal, you know, like we're at each other's throats politically. Well, that'll probably largely quiet down by November 4th, you know, maybe a couple of weeks after that, but, um, you know, it'll go away. The virus will sooner or later pass. There will be some people that die. Yes, absolutely. And that's tragic. It's, it's terrible. Um, you know, but we were never promised any security in life when you're born. The only thing that you're promised is that you're going to die. You just don't know when or how this is just, but another way. And it's terrible that it's here, but you know, I've had friends that, that have died tragically of cancer and too young, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I've had friends die. I mean, at a young age, I had uh, two friends die in a, uh, automobile accident, senior year of high school, it was devastating. There are all kinds of things that'll get you. This is just one of them. Um, and should we be concerned about it? Absolutely. You know, but I think we need to, to look at and and recalibrate what the risk is. And so let's talk a little bit about, um, your, your approach to, turning fear around. Because I think that, I think that'll help everybody. And particularly for for business owners, I think, um, you know, that you got to find a way forward right now. There is no other choice. Because as business owners, we wake up every day, you know, with with the gun to our head, you know, saying, okay, well, what you done for me lately, you got to make some sales, you got to move things
0: forward, you got to create some value for somebody. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, so, so let's put it in perspective this way. Uh, this is a joint podcast for or two audiences, you know, Unstoppable CEO, and also for the uh, advisors. So think in terms of this. You Whatever it is, a challenge, fear, call it whatever you want. So let's use the word fear again, but change the words. So now F stands for focus. E stands for evidence again. A is attitude. R is results. So focus, evidence, attitude, and results. So now let's rethink this. So I've got this fearful thing. this is what you did. You got focused. And what I did by asking you the question or making the same, hey, they can't eat you. And we laughed about it. And then we talked about it. So first of all, we got to get our focus back. Because what you said earlier is so true, Steve. The reason that we have the fear is because we started listening or watching something else. We took our eye off of the ball. We took our eye off of our goal or the result we're looking for. So if we can get refocused, usually that's enough. I just, oh, I I see what's happened. I've been spending too much time watching television. I just need to go read a good book or listen to a good book or take a walk. So for me, when we're done with this today, I have one more call I've got to take care of. And then I'm going out to my 36 acres, hop on my tractor, cut some grass, on the 16 acres, you got a lot of grass. And um, get out my pole saw, trim some limbs, just some physical, manual labor out there. And that's how I can get away from all this stuff. i got no cable out there. Half the time, I can't even uh, get uh, a text through to me. And you know what? I ain't changing it. <laughs> I do want it, I've got a little myFi box over there in my briefcase. I'll just use it. But it's nice not to be disturbed. So then next is evidence. Let's talk about sort of the evidence this way. Instead of being false evidence, okay, maybe it's real. Where is the evidence that this is a real problem? What is it? You know, well, uh, I just lost a whole bunch of money because I, I made an investment and the guy stole my money. Well, okay, I lost money. That, there's evidence I lost it. So what's my attitude about it? Is it woe is me? I've lost my money. I, I I'm a failure. I'm no good. How stupid was I for doing that? That's attitude. But maybe you take the attitude of, well, you know what? That was, that's what it cost me to learn. That was the price of admission for this particular educational event. That's what I look at. I just had something happen that cost me uh, $2,900. Excuse me, $1,900. Okay. I looked at, I could have gotten real angry, could have gotten angry with the person that, that was involved. What good would that do? it all worked out to where it ended up being only cost me $500. But the point is, uh, that was a price for a learning opportunity. And that's the attitude I took. Now, I wish I could say I've always been that way. But no, you know, there's even some things that I'll get frustrated about and angry about. Uh, and then I'll work on my attitude and say, it's not worth it. Calm down. Go take a walk. Get upset. and You've seen it. You, you, hell, you've seen me for, you know me for many years now. I'll get angry, fuss and cuss, walk away, come back, solve the problem just like that, just like that. And then the are results. What are the results I really want? What are the results that are acceptable to me? Maybe I can't get exactly what I want. So if I can't get exactly what I want, what am I willing to settle for? Then I can make a better decision. Anything below that line is not acceptable, okay, unless I'm willing to change my standards. So focus, identify the evidence, talk it through. You and I do that a lot, a lot. So find somebody you can team up with that will tell you the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, even if it makes you mad, even if it makes you mad. Uh, And then attitude, work on the attitude. Listening to the books that you're listening to changes the attitude. So instead of being fearful or angry, Uh, because of what the talking heads say about the economy and the politicians, uh, and then focus on the results. And I'm gonna make one more comment from the standpoint of the media and the politicians. I am to the point of where I don't really give a damn what people think about that. I will nod, I will listen a little bit, and I'm gonna say, excuse me, are we here to talk about politics? Are we here to talk about your personal economy? Well, the economy sucks. Are we talking about the international economy, the worldwide economy, the U.S. economy, the state of Florida economy? Or are we talking about the Gordon family economy? Because the only one that matters right now is your economy. So it's your choice. What are you going to talk about? And if you're paying me for my time, we'll talk about anything you want to. If you're not paying me for my time, I got news for you. I'm going to control what we talk about. about. It might mean I get up and leave. Again, attitude. <laughs> but that's, way I, that's my take on this I thought, I, wonder, I thought you were going somewhere else with, with that.
1: And and uh, I think this is actually <laughs> very useful for everyone. So what John actually will say, uh, although I know you say that as well, but what he'll actually say, if you try and bring up politics in, uh, in, in a situation where it might not be appropriate, is he'll say, oh, you want to talk about politics? Well, I, I was taught that you shouldn't talk about politics, religion or sex. But if we're going to talk, if you want to talk about politics,
0: I really want to I want to talk about sex. What do you say? I did that yesterday <laughs> because the, because the people, the people who came out, all they want to talk about was how bad Trump is. And I, I don't talk about that. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. And they wouldn't back off. I said, wait a minute. I don't, we should not be talking about politics, religion or sex in a business meeting. Since you won't talk about politics, I want to talk about sex. How's your sex life? <laughs> what? What? You heard me. How's your sex life? And and they, then they started laughing. It got him back on track. You know, yeah. I'm very confident now. I, a lot of people can't do that because they don't have the personality. I do. So
1: I, <clears throat> I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I tell you, um, some of that is just the the problem. It's getting the focus off of the stuff that we can't control. And you know, for the entrepreneurs that are listening, the truth of the matter is, while while there are a lot of things in the external environment that that may impact you, um, we've had clients who were in industries that got completely shut down, and there's nothing they could do about that. It was out of their control. But for the vast majority of us, the, the things that are going to make us successful, despite what is happening in the world right now, and, and despite what has happened in the past. I mean, even in, in 08, 09, when I went through that, what I, what I soon discovered was that even though the, the, the economy had tanked, that there was still opportunity. And the things that I needed to do to create positive results- were largely in my control. It was much more yes. about my activity and my attitude. So, you, you know, you mentioned attitude. Um, one of the, I think the big dangers right now is is retreating away. And that was one of the things that, that uh, I was very much tempted to do at that time. Um, you know, and so um, having connection with other people and, and, um, and, and just talking about, hey, I'm, you know, I do have these fears, but here's what I'm doing.
0: Steve, I want you to talk about what you refer to as the three c's since so you just used the you said the word connection. I want you to take a few minutes and talk with us about that because i think I think that is a powerful uh, concept and it helps you deal with anything that's causing any type of stress in your world
1: yeah, so i I like I always ask myself okay when when i'm feeling fear and I feel it all the time, i don't want anybody to think that. That because we're sitting here having this conversation, somehow we're we're immune to it. That that isn't the case at all. I don't think any human is immune to it. Right? The question is, how are you going to respond to it? You know, if you go back to the word "responsible," you're response able, and I believe that I am response able. I'm not helpless, and I'm you know I'm I'm a I've got the power to respond and, and control my response. Um, and if I can't control anything else, that I can control. And so, the first thing that I do is is try and and get clarity. So that's the first of of what I call the three C's. Um, and I ask, okay, well, what can I do? What's within my power to act on? And and I try and get clarity around that. And then the second is is courage. You know, um, one of the things that we're doing right now on on the business front you know, I've gotten clarity around a a new market opportunity. Well, now I have to go and act with courage because I don't have any, any proven model in that market. I have a pretty good hunch about what's going to work. And I have my experience, you know, and, and all of my expertise and all of that. But, you know, going back to your, your word evidence, I don't have any direct evidence that what I want to try, what I got clear on is going to be you know the the operable solution. So I have to have courage and act without having confidence yet. I have to go and act despite the fact that I don't have confidence that that what I'm going to do is going to absolutely work. So clarity, courage, and then the third is connection. And that's one of the things that I think that a particular brand of fear that's being used right now um, is really targeted at dissolving the connections. So John, every, every opportunity I've ever received in my life has come from a connection with another person. And I, I believe that we were all created to be in connection with one another in relationship with one another. You know, we're not meant to be alone, to be isolated and all of that. And I I discovered this in you know, in that really dark time that, you know, I talked about before that the natural thing to do when you're feeling fear is to pull back. Um, yeah. And and particularly if it's related to business, because you may feel like you're a failure, you know, you may feel that, that, you know, you're You, you've got all of these problems and they tend to turn your thinking inward, which tends to turn you away from other people. And there may be some embarrassment there. And that's actually really counterproductive because the, the people that are around you that you've already built relationship with that already care about you, they may not be able to solve the problem for you, but at a very
0: minimum, they can stand by and, and support you. Let's, let's, let me piggyback on that. You could have connection with the wrong people, though. So let's oh, very much so. Yeah. Second. And you need to analyze so, that. So you may be around someone who's constantly negative, trying to make you feel shame, embarrassment, whatever, guilt. Uh, I I had a conversation with a gentleman this morning. He called me at 8.30, and he needed some help. So I was helping him because I do a little coaching to help him occasionally. And I said, the first thing you've got to do, you've got to stop talking about this, sit down with a clean sheet of paper. And I, I literally went through this, the fear focus, evidence, attitude, and result. So I walked him through it. He said, it can't be that simple. I said, well, it is. Take 10 minutes, do it, call me back. I said, I gotta, I've got another commitment uh, with, uh, that i got to be on a podcast uh, earlier when, we did, when I first started this morning. And he called me back. He said, you won't believe this. He said, I've solved the problem. So tell me. And he literally went through it. He said, well, first of all, I got focused. There was no evidence. It was what I had done. I blew out of proportion. It was my attitude. And once I got my attitude right, I was back on it. Uh, But his issue was he was connecting with some people that were trying to make him feel guilty and embarrassing him. And I said, why? Why are you allowing that to happen? I don't know. I said, well, go, go do this exercise and you'll figure it out. So sometimes the connection, we're connected to people that, not good for us in that moment doesn't mean we have to end the relationship it means we simply pull away had a situation happened with a family member two weeks ago i just i had to very politely say excuse me this is not working right now Uh, i'm gonna leave Uh, when things are better we'll reconnect and talk and two days later we sat down had a cup of coffee resolved it but if i had stayed there and argued where would that go all i'm going to do is create anger and resentment and again, I wish the hell I'd learned that when I was much younger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of directions you could go with that. The thing that came to mind for me is um, you know the the idea of turn turn the other cheek. and I think that's less about yes. taking punishment than it is not returning uh, not returning venom, you know right. and because and, and I think there's some wisdom in that in that um, and and you're seeing it now. Um, you, you create this, this sort of positive feedback loop where when someone comes at you with negativity or anger and you return that, it just inflames them and they bring more of it back to you and it accelerates the whole thing. And, um, and, and so, yeah, you can have relationships where that, you know, they can just spiral out of control and really mess things up for you. But I, I want to touch on something, John, because to me, the secret in all of this and, and to get out of the fear and what I, I want folks to take away with. So we've, we've given you a couple of acronyms here. Um, we've given you three. So the first around fear is, is uh, false education appearing real, which is what real fear is. Um, and then an antidote to that again, the acronym fear focus, evidence, attitude, and results. And then the three C's clarity, courage, and connection. and, so we've given you some tools, some ways to think about this, but the, the thing that I want everybody to walk away with is that the single most valuable thing you can do is give yourself the space to think. So you've got a couple of frameworks. I'm a big believer in having some simple frameworks to think things through because it, it gives your brain boxes to put things in and it allows you to sort of organize your thinking. And if you'll give yourself the space and just a little bit of time, Maybe it's only thirty minutes to sit down with a piece of paper and and think on paper and I think that's a for me that was a really transformational thing when I started getting the discipline, yeah you've got it there, holding it up on the video when I, when I started being able to sit down anytime I had a real problem and sit down with a notebook or a piece of paper or whatever and um, and and think on the paper and get the problem out of my head where I could see it with my eyes and, and almost begin to deal with it as if it's an external thing, it actually becomes so much easier. And I, I see people struggle and struggle and struggle with things and they resist writing it down. Like, oh, it couldn't be that easy, but actually it is. You know, it, it, when you can write that down and look at, then, look at it on the paper outside of yourself, rather than try and sort it out in your head, um, everything becomes much easier, I think.
0: I totally agree with you, Steve. And, and I go back to goal setting. Uh, one of the things I do with clients is ask them to take a sheet of paper and I'll give them my work pad. What I like to do is just take a sheet of the paper, hand them a pen, let's talk about what you want. Yep. Write it down, write it down. And if you write it down, you're much more likely to accomplish it. You know That's been proven study after study. There's so many people in business, so many advisors that I know, they say, well, I know what I want, but I haven't taken time to really write it down. Uh, you and I both carry journals around with us. You know, mine's right there, arm's length away. I'm writing constantly, refining what I want. You know, um, Sometimes I'll draw extra and say, eh, don't want that anymore. But if you don't write it down, the likelihood of it happening is very slim. That's, that's my opinion. I think that's been proven over and over for people who are a lot smarter than I.
1: Yep, absolutely. Well, John, um, let's bring this to a close. Um, and uh, it just occurred to me that that we ought to we ought to equip everybody with a tool. As you know, I like to to take concepts and boil them down into uh, into worksheets. It's one of the things that I learned from uh, Strategic Coach and Dan Sullivan. Is some some magic about having a little box for your brain to focus on on a piece of paper. And um, it ge- it gives your brain a boundary, and it also gives it a space to think. And um, and so, John, we're going I'm gonna have my team take uh, take these three acronyms, and we're gonna create a thinking tool out of it. And uh, what we will do Thank is what we'll do is we'll put it up on our website uh, where you can download it. Um, if you go to unstoppableceo.net/fear, F-E-A-R, we'll put it there. Um, it's, uh, and, and we'll get it up and online and, um, and you'll be able to download it as a PDF and my recommendation will be printed out and, um, and fill it in. Don't do it online. You won't get the benefit, but, uh, we'll put both of the fear acronyms. We'll put the, the three C's on there and we'll give you some space to think through these things so that as you're feeling the fear, you can, um, uh, you'll have a tool to work your way. Through it and out of it, and so I hope that's beneficial to everybody. But I, John, I, I I think that's the the logical thing we need to to do to put a bow on this.
0: I agree totally, and uh, I'm glad we had the discussion because all of us are dealing with things. You can some people are going to say, "Well, I'm not going to admit I have fear," but we all have fear. You know, fear of crossing the road, fear of you know getting hit by a car, whatever. So just own it and say, "Look, I do have some fears. Some of them are legitimate fears. Some of them are." Uh, false evidence. Some of them are not real figures. It's something I have conjured up in my mind. They're real. And the ones that are real, we should address the ones that are not real. Find a way just to get rid of them. But the tool of it. I'm glad you're doing the tool. The tool will help tremendously. I do that. Like the word, my focus sessions, you know, I have to, I have to take a word and I'll find a way to make it work as a tool. But anyway, my friend, thank you for, uh, taking the time to do this with us today. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, this has been great folks. If, if this has been helpful, let us know. Uh, You can, send an email to uh, to me directly at steve at unstoppableceo.net. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave us a comment below if this has helped you and uh, and go get that tool. Go to unstoppableceo.net slash fear and uh, and download that PDF tool. And um, and please share it with anybody that, that you think uh, would benefit from uh, from hearing this message today. Thanks everybody this episode of the unstoppable ceo podcast is sponsored by the unstoppable agency that is the agency part of our business where we work with professional service firms and create a done for you marketing program and what that looks like is we actually sit down with you we come together and define your ideal client with you we go build a list of those people and then we begin reaching out to them on your behalf to book them as guests on your podcast we call it podcast prospecting and it's a fantastic way to connect with potential clients and influencers that can refer you and it's end-to-end a done-for-you system. And so if that's something that you think might be the right fit for your business, go to our website, go to unstoppableceo.net. You can uh, find there on the homepage a link to a video presentation that explains how it all works. And if you'd like, let's get together and have a quick 20-minute conversation and see if we're a fit. Again, that's at unstoppableceo.net, right on the homepage. Look for a link to the video that explains how it all works.